Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Down the Pipeline with Danny Do It All, where Rhema flows in and revelation flows out, just like it says in Romans 10 17. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm your host, Danielle. I'm first and foremost a believer in Christ, gifted with the word of wisdom, and I love to teach. I love to guide. I love to train believers and those who are not yet in all things faith, fitness, finance, and more. I am here today to give you a word from God. I'm here to help teach and talk it through and prayerfully give you something to take back to God in prayer and add fuel to the fire of the Holy Ghost that is already burning within you. So let's get into today's episode again. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. And I am excited to go over... (laughs) (laughs) what the Holy Spirit gave me uh, for this week. So let's go ahead and jump right on in. Okay, so when I tell you that usually for me, since I started this podcast, Monday and Wednesday, Monday through Wednesday, so like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, be having me out here fighting for my life. Does anybody else have days like that where it's just like, you just got to speak what you want to see because y'all finna, I'm going to get taken up out of here. I think it's because I usually write the scripts for the podcast on Tuesdays. And you know, when you're trying to do something for God, evil is always present. And I've, I'd be feeling like the enemy really does not want me to get the word out. So it's like, Lord, at this point, I don't even want to take the chance on the weapons not prospering, okay? I don't even want them things to form at this point, okay? So weapons deform in the name of Jesus because I am, your girl be tired Monday through Wednesday. It's just a battle every week. But you know what? After being reminded by the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, okay, who I am and the authority I have in the realm of the spirit, your girl be good. So, but you know, this week in particular, I ain't gonna lie. It was touch and go for a minute there. <laughs> okay. But again, thank God for the Holy Spirit, because I was going to go in one direction with this week's episode and prayerfully he does kind of circle me back to that because it was really good. <laughs> but This week, he sent me in a completely new direction for which I am so thankful because it's really fresh on my spirit. So prayerfully, this resonates with you just like it did for me. All right. So this week, we're going to be talking about the sifting, if you could not tell from the title. The sifting. Yes, we're going to be talking about the sifting that Simon slash Peter went through in Luke 22 verses 31 through 32. So let's go ahead and read it together. Verse 31 says, Simon, Simon, listen. And this is the Amplified Classic version. So it says, Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has asked excessively that all of you be given up to him out of the power and keeping of God that he might sift all of you like grain. But I have prayed, especially for you, Peter, that your own faith may not fail. And when you yourself have turned again, strengthen and establish your brethren. Again, this is the Amplified Classic version. And then one version says, Satan has demanded to have you as apostles for himself. And the message version says, I have prayed for you in particular 
that you won't give in or give out. And I am so glad that the Holy Spirit took me down this road because your girl has been wanting to both give in <laughs> and give out. Okay, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. But Jesus was telling Peter and the disciples that Satan had been asking to sift them or shake them violently to pull them over to his side of the battle. And Jesus was not just talking about Peter because the word you in verse 31 is plural. So we can say that in this verse, he's addressing all of the disciples of which Peter was like sort of a leader. So now we know what, you know, the enemy was trying to do. He was trying to sift them. Now let's take a little step back. And let's really go over what sifting means naturally and spiritually. Okay. So sifting, which is what people did back in that day or currently still do if they live in, um, what is the word? Agrarian lifestyle to separate the wheat used to make flour, which is then used to make a wide range of foods like, you know, bread, crackers and stuff like that from the, it separates the wheat from the chaff which are the husks on the outside of the wheat, which is inedible or of no good use. So sifting can also be described biblically as an inward agitation to try one's faith to the verge of overthrow. So it's an, in, it's an agitation that it's a shaking. It's a, uh, it's a pulling that goes on on the inside to try to shake up your faith, to try to overthrow your faith, to try to get you to be on the enemy's side, to basically send you into a, a spiral of doubt and unbelief. And I'm speaking from experience, very recent uh, experience to try to get you to just not believe basically. So this is what the enemy was trying to do with Peter and the other disciples. He was trying to agitate them on the inside to get them to overthrow their faith in Jesus. So as you can tell from both the natural and the spiritual definitions of sifting, it's not a gentle process, right? It's violent, it's rigorous, and can be messy, Sifting removes dirt, it removes stones, bugs, and any other impurities that can contaminate the wheat. So sifting is what you do when you remove something that does not belong. So technically it's not, it's not a bad thing, but like I said, it's, it's not gentle either. But the beautiful part about this uh, passage is that Satan had to ask permission to sift the disciples. Now this is just like Satan had to ask permission to strike everything Job had in Job 1, 6 through 12. He had to ask permission. Uh, the enemy has to ask permission to do anything to us because God is sovereign over all, even the devil. Remember every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess. No one is exempt. We also see that Jesus did not stop the sifting. Okay, so while we're going through this Christian journey, we can fully expect to come up against trials, hardships, tribulations, etc., etc. Jesus low-key promised them in John 16 and 23. He said, in this life, you will have trials. But he also promised that he had already overcome the world. Okay, so instead of stopping the sifting, 
Jesus prayed for Peter to get through the sifting. Okay. He prayed for him to come out of the sifting even stronger and better and more encouraged and more filled with faith as he does for us. Did you catch that? Jesus prays for us. Couple scriptures that back that statement up Romans 8 and 34. It says that Jesus is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. In John, first uh, John two and one, we read that Jesus is our advocate with the father. He's our representative with the father. And from Hebrews seven and twenty five, we learn that Jesus always lives to intercede for us. So we have the greatest prayer warrior intercessor literally sitting at the right hand of God, the right hand of victory, pleading our case. Father, please, Father, please do it for her. Father, please do it for him. We know from John 11, um, 41 through 42, and that God always hears the prayers of Jesus. He always hears the prayers of Jesus. So in this instance, what did Jesus pray for? In this instance, Jesus prayed that Peter's faith failed not. Now, we may think it would be so hard for Peter to lose his faith in Jesus because, I mean, Jesus is literally sitting across from him in the flesh and has been for like three years. <laughs> I mean, if it, but if anyone's faith should fail or could fail, it would be ours because we have to believe in Jesus by faith. Right. So but Peter believed this was not his issue. Peter believed Peter actually forcefully, <laughs> vehemently believed and was ready to go to war for Jesus. OK. Or so he thought <laughs> what Peter thought was faith. Jesus knew was pride and Jesus knew this had to be stripped from Simon. Let's call him Simon in this instance before he could go forth into being Peter the rock. This pride had to be stripped before Peter could be used to his full potential. And this is how Peter late years later, he could confidently say that the enemy was like a prowling lion looking for who he could devour because this actually happened to Peter. The enemy was asking Jesus if he could sift them. Peter, uh, the enemy was a prowling lion looking who he could devour or pull away from the faith. So even though Peter believed in Jesus, Peter believed that he was the son of God. Peter believed that he was the uh, Messiah and the savior of the world. He was still sifted. And this shows that you can believe you're all in for God, that you're untouchable in the realm of the spirit, that you can speak in tongues and decree and declare and shout with the best of them. But there's always going to be something inside that needs to be cleared up and cleaned out. OK, this is another lesson Peter taught us. He said, humble yourselves, therefore, under the under the uh, under God's mighty hand so that he may lift you up in due time. Peter had to humble himself. And in verse 33 of Luke 22, he was so full of pride that he said, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison and even die for you. And Jesus was like, uh, that, you know, that sounds good. That sounds all well and good, but you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And Jesus had to remind Peter that he still had some refining to do. Some sifting still needed to take place before he could be ready for honorable use. 
Jesus told Peter that he prayed especially for him so that when he turned again or after his denial, he would establish and strengthen the other disciples, which he did. Peter gave a powerful, bold and courageous Holy Spirit led sermon to the crowd gathered for the day of Pentecost in Acts 2. He was this was a remarkably different Peter from the one who ran away denying Jesus before the rooster crowed. <laughs> okay. So do you think that the sifting had something to do with the boldness in his message? And because I do, I think Peter saw the difference in depending on what he could do in his own power, which wasn't much. And then what he could do through the power of Jesus and the promised Holy spirit. So again, we see Peter now in acts two preaching being an ambassador for Christ, baptizing people in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he's obviously establishing and strengthening his brothers, just like Jesus said he was going to do in Luke 21 and 32. And this only happened, y'all, because of the pride, the dirt, the grime, the undesirable traits were violently shaken away or sifted. This was the result of the sifting and of Jesus' intercession on behalf of the disciples, right? So I want you to know that the sifting serves a purpose. Not only does it serve a purpose, it serves a powerful purpose. So we cannot let our sifting be in vain. So remember James 1, um, verses 2 through 4, and it says, Consider it a great joy, Brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, different kinds of trials, financial trials, trials of your faith, trials of your belief, trials of your mind, trials of your health, trials of your relationships, trials of your business, various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Peter preached for a long time. He had endurance. He preached through some trials. He preached through imprisonment. He preached through a lot of stuff, but he had the endurance because the testing of his faith produced it. And verse four says, let endurance have its full effect so that you may be, per uh, you may be mature and complete lacking nothing. And we can definitely say again that Peter's faith was tested. And I'm sure that you can pinpoint a time or two where your faith was tested or your faith may be being tested right now. So keep the faith. If that's what you're going through right now, keep the faith. Know that you have and believe that you have a mighty, mighty intercessor pleading before the father on your behalf. Ask him to show you what's being shaken. Ask him to reveal what's inside of you that may be hindering growth, advancement, increase, healing, wisdom, strength, etc., etc. Ask him what's inside of you that needs to be pulled out, that needs to be sifted, that needs to be violently shaken, that needs to be agitated, that needs to be removed. Okay, ask him. He's going to show you. Because the sifting serves a purpose. I pray, I pray, I pray that you received this by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that this blessed you as it did me when God, <laughs> when God went over it with me. 
So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Down the Pipeline. I will be releasing this podcast weekly, going over other subjects and 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 scriptures and passages and revelation. And I'll even begin to uh, speak with believers like me who are walking, beginning to walk, or even praying to walk in their purpose and discussing the journey that they're taking or took to get there. Uh, one more time, Down the Pipeline is aimed at taking rhema, which means the spoken word of God or an utterance received directly from the mouth of God and turning it into revelation to use for now to produce a divine thrust forward into your purpose. So I definitely want to make sure that I'm interacting with you. So please subscribe to this podcast on all of your favorite podcast players and follow me at Danny Do It All ENT on Instagram and Facebook and also down the pipeline pod on Instagram as Facebook and, and Facebook as well. And if you have any questions or even any prayer requests, uh, make sure you shoot me an email at pipelinepodcast at dannydoitall.com. That's pipelinepodcast at dannydoitall.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. <laughs>